so cute. This is Drew. Thank you. I am here <laughs> with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And you are listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, will you take us back? Sure. All right. We're cruising through the mall. It's packed. We're watching out for slime sacks. Gross. And then, oh boy, there it is. The smell of fresh popcorn and teen spirit in the air. Yep, it's 1990, all right. And we're taking you week by week through the best year ever for new movie releases. Set your calendars to June 22nd, 1990. And join us as we discuss our 24th movie so far from this super radtastic kind of year. Gremlins 2, rated PG-13 because of creepiness and comedic creatures. <laughs> Lots of C's. Yes, lots of C's. Um, what are some other C's that appear in this movie? Oh, crap. Cars? <laughs> Cars, comedians, craftiness. Ah. Um, Coffee. Candy, I'm sure. Sure, yeah. Clowns, <laughs> no. Mm, I don't know. The yeah. common cold. Ooh, good one. Yeah, well, there is some real weirdness with yeah. the virus <laughs> division. <laughs> At yeah. um oh duh the biggest C of all um clamps. clamp 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 yeah. <laughs> clamp commons or the the new subdivision that the uh developer kind of villain of the movie wants to create um to mimic the small town setting that the first movie takes place in he wants to call it clamp corners where life slows down to a halt um, or something like that <laughs> yeah where life just uh, stops in a fun way yeah um but before we get ahead of ourselves we got to check in with derek god knows um know. what he's been up to ever especially this week um there were some weird smells coming from his room that is mostly empty in our apartment um yeah kind of acidic yeah, yeah, kind of aesthetic. <laughs> um, like green uh fog wafting out from yeah. under the door. Uh um, I wonder why. Yeah, did you like shower or something? You made me shower yeah. because I started to stink <laughs> after we ah. got back to the 1990 and we've been there for several months now. Uh I what a shower was before today, I I did not know. So uh, you, you speak uh, like Yoda now. <laughs> <laughs> but a sh- <laughs> what a shower is i did not did I not know, know. <laughs> yeah. um and yeah apparently i have some sort of uh mogwai gene where if you put water on me what happens drew this is you all pop, your fault you pop off yeah pop 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 pop, pop, pop. <laughs> oh yeah so well gross we've got a new business venture and it's breeding mogwai on the back of okay. Derek's back. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, uh, thank you for paying your share of rent this month in um, very dangerous, but very cuddly, cute little fur balls. So Aww. thanks, Derek. Let's start the show. We told you the rules. Remember the first one? You can't get them wet. Don't let them uh, eat after midnight. What, what if they're eating in an airplane and they cross the time zone? I mean, it's always midnight somewhere. <laughs> you didn't listen. <laughs> now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Gremlin 2, the new batch. Rocking your way this summer. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 18th at a theater near you. He's so cute. Yeah, they should have just used that as the tagline. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, it. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what they sell the movie on Gizmo's Charisma, um, another mm-hmm. C word. So 
Um, Ashley, we were one of our most anticipated movies of 1984. Um, season one of new release was the original Gremlins. Six years later, here we are. Um, <laughs> finally getting a sequel to, for me, one of my most beloved movies of my childhood, the movie that kind of inspired my love of, of, of horror and like, you know, scared me at a young age. We've already talked about our backstories with the first movie, um, but feel free to catch people up. Or um, I'm curious if you have any early memories of this sequel. I So I know I watched it when I was a kid, but I don't, I remember them being in the movie theater. I remember that scene and that's pretty much it. Cause I remember watching the original Gizmo or Gremlins. Oh wait. Yeah. A lot. But I don't remember watching the second one more than once. So. Yeah. I definitely watched Gremlins one as I, as I mentioned last year, like Amy, our babysitter showed it to yeah. me. So, and I, I, that was, I don't remember you being around. Uh, well, you would have been, uh, too young. I mean, even younger than me, obviously <laughs> to, <laughs> to watch it at the time, uh, two and a half years younger to be exact. And so I just don't, but I don't remember it making a big deal. I, I mean, out of the second one, I don't think I was even by the time the second one came out is probably when I was watching the first one. Um, I would have been six and you know, that's like the age where it still could have scared me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think like, I probably wouldn't even allowed to tell our parents that I had watched it. And yeah. so there was no reason to watch the second one until later. And I had a much different experience um, watching it uh, uh, just today versus watching it, you know, whatever, whenever I was younger, where I was kind of turned off by the change in tone from the first one to the second one. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly today, I actually, I, I, I had a blast watching the, the new one. So, I mean, the sequel. So, yeah, um, we're going to talk about that tonal shift, but uh quickly derek what about you do you have any early memories of g2 g2 no <laughs> yeah I, no i saw g1 i don't remember seeing the second i'm sure i did but no unfortunately but yeah i saw it today with you guys and most of it anyway until i had to go to the restroom to let a couple mogwais pop until, your back. until you're yeah. bubbling yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no 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 background Okay, well, um, this movie opens with a little sketch uh, or a cartoon, a Looney Tunes kind of cartoon, and you're kind of thrown off by what what's happening with the movie. But in hindsight, it actually sets up the the like comedic slapstick tone of what is about to follow pretty well. Um, it prepares the audience for like the off-screen like sound effects when someone gets hit like yeah. you see someone's shadow getting hit with a hammer and then you hear like a boing boing um and things like i've complained about in the past but i felt like it was so consistently worked into this movie even though there's some like there's still some horror moments and some gore and some um i i, I wouldn't say anything in this movie is scary um ashley did you like the shift in tone or do you wish it was more like the original i wish it was more like the original but that doesn't but i did like this one um to clarify i did like this movie but i really like the darker side 
and I wish they had gone like darker with it instead of going going lighter. But yeah, what's crazy is um the first one has that famous uh backstory scene where Phoebe Cates' character is explaining what happened to her dad. Oh, yeah, got, I forgot about that. He got stuck in a chimney trying to come trying to play Santa Claus and then rotted alive and there. died. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she explains that in, in uh, horrific detail. Uh, there was also the, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. The dog um, gets strung up. Uh, there's it's hard to it's a dark like it's a literally darker movie like that. It, it takes place at night, you know, which makes sense. But this one takes place inside. So it's it's can be kind of like uh, uh more well lit um even though it's not sunlight um but there's also that scene in the script of the first one that i think we talked about where they were supposed to go to mcdonald's and eat all the customers oh yeah <laughs> which sounds funny you could imagine that in this movie because they're like literally at a food court attacking the customers but it mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be funny it was supposed no, to the first one dark. yeah the first one was supposed to be even darker um and this one what I think is smart about this shift in tone is that it's one of the formulas for a successful sequel, in my opinion, is to uh, not just do more of the same and like amp things up, but with like Alien um, to Aliens and Terminator to T2, um, mm-hmm. you they become more like action movies. Um, so like this became a different genre of movie almost. Um, it did have more more gremlins, more jokes, more um, transformations, more of everything. But I don't know. I didn't feel like I was they were trying to recreate the first one, which is an advantage when you're not constantly comparing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like a very different movie. You could and you could watch you could easily watch the second one without watching the first one. Yeah. I mean, were you surprised to see? I kind of forgot that, like, all the characters are back and we do pick up with with Zach and, and Phoebe, um, uh, what is his name? Brian, Kate, Kate and something. Brian. Yeah. Kate and Billy. Billy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Close. Um, yeah. How did you like, you know, kind of just catching up with everyone? Why? Well, I, re- I like their characters a lot in the first one and just, I mean the same in the second one. So I was excited to see them cause I didn't remember them being in it at all. I just remember being like, Oh, it's Gizmo's back. And there's like some really weird gremlins in it. And that's all I remembered. I didn't remember those characters at all. Yeah, and I, I, I'm really excited to kind of run through some of the most memorable Gremlins, but <laughs> I, I need to address a plot issue that happens at the beginning of the movie. So we start oh, in no. Mr. Wing's um, novelty shop, you know, the dude who uh, sold or, you know, was had the Mogwai stolen from him by mm-hmm. Billy's dad in the first movie. Um, oh, no. So he Billy's dad convinces the shop owner's son or whoever's working there to sell it to him because they need they need the money so anyway he gets it without permission from mr wing and in this movie the develop the big bad developer um or sends his henchman to show a vhs tape (laughs) right it (laughs) wasn't a video call it was just like a pre-recorded message yeah because he didn't respond i mean there's no response it's just like yeah here's a message from my boss (laughs) because they do kind of have like video phones later but this was just a this was just an old you know, a, a very uh, over the top way to deliver a message. Um, and so they're trying to buy the one property that they need to get a hold of so they can build this giant complex is that shop. And he won't sell, uh, but he coughs. Um, and they're like, the guy's like, 
not worried about him not selling because he's like, we'll "Do you hear that cough? Yeah, <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, and then they, they have a title card six weeks later. Was it six weeks? I don't remember the time. It was a short period of time. But it was, and, yeah, it's pretty short. And he's out of the picture um, and the shop's getting demolished. And there's Gizmo oh. running out of the shop. Like, what was his? So long-winded setup. My, <laughs> my, my point is, why did he not take um, measures to, to save Gizmo? To, to, save, to bring to him with him? him? Or, I mean, obviously he shouldn't um, euthanize him. But yeah. he knows how dangerous he can be. He knows he can't take care of himself. He needed to get him into someone's hands. Did he just not? Maybe he didn't think he was going to die. Right. So he didn't plan ahead. Yeah. yeah. It seems. And then Gizmo was just like left in his little cage. which It was a really sad opening. Yeah. I mean, he's left in his like, cage. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me that he wouldn't have made some kind of um, contingency plan. I just don't think he knew. To him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll accept that. Um, what did you, so how, how did you like this like future building setting that the movie takes place in? I thought it was funny. I mean, I mean, it starts off with they're entering into what are those called? Revolving doors. Yeah. Thank you. I was like this thing, <laughs> um, going to the revolving doors and this guy gets stuck and it's revolving too fast and throws him out into this other person inside the building. I thought that was pretty funny because it sets the stage for like, Oh, it's like super futuristic and cool, but it still malfunctions. Kind of uh, like his dad's inventions. Yeah, exactly. And then they had the whole like little magic wand that you pull out of a box to see like your name tag. Yeah. <laughs> you scan your like barcode. And they're like, Oh, that's Billy blah, blah, blah. He works here. It's just, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, it was it was both slapstick funny at times, like you said, like, ooh, I'm, I'm flying around a yeah. uh, one of those doors and I'm going to shoot out into and bump into someone else in the building. And then it was also kind of like uh, pretty, pretty biting satire of like mm -hmm. corporate greed. Um, yeah. I can't be bothered to remember the the names of my underlings. So I'm going to wave a, a digital wand on their breastplate yeah. and it, it'll tell me for them, you know, like. And his, like everyone is just like comically uh, evil or like a comically bad boss mm -hmm. um, at at the building, just motivated by by greed or blind ambition. We've got um Billy's manager is um, Haviland Morris, I think is her last name. I forget her last name, but she was in 16 Candles. Um, I just oh, remember because okay. of her name. <laughs> Being yeah, yeah name. I remember seeing her name on the title cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. And um, or, uh, yeah. the pretty um, racist stereotype, Long Duck Dong is also in this yeah, movie. a really annoying yeah, so two, tourist. <laughs> two um, 16 Candle uh crossover appearances another 84 movie coincidentally so that was kind of cool go check our mm -hmm. other podcasts out and you can hear us talking about him yeah 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 uh that was that was a controversial movie um mm -hmm. so there's all the the like this movie is set in present day 1990 right it's just the building yeah. is futuristic yeah yep um and then what about like all the call outs to other movies and WB and we already mentioned the Looney Tunes thing and did did you like this kind of I mean I guess the larger question is did you find this movie funny I thought it was funny but I didn't care about all the call outs 
besides the Rambo one. I like that. I like little yeah. Gizmo with a headband playing Rambo. I thought that was adorable. But other than that, like the call outs, like WB and like him tattooing it on the guy's, the other gremlin's chest. And there's like a lot of RoboCop mentions and a lot of things throughout the whole movie. There's like a billion different mentions of other movies. Yeah. I don't really care for. Yeah. It's, it's convenient. The, yeah. The Adams family, uh, like grandpa. Oh, the cooking show. What is was Go- it the cooking show? What was it? He's like a horror movie host. Yeah. Um, similar to what's that guy's name, Drew, that we've been that you introduced me to recently. Billy Bob oh, or something. Joe Bob. Joe yeah. Bob Briggs. Like yeah. Shout out Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> he is kind of kind a version of, a of that thing. Yeah. Well, and they had Gizmo saying like something to Gomez as he was doing the water fountain because that's an Adams Family call out too because I was like he played Gomez in the Adams Family. Oh. There's just a lot of call outs, which nice. I think a couple is kind of like, oh, that's interesting. But when you do like 30 in a movie, it just doesn't really matter anymore. Like Hulk Hogan showing at the movie theater. I was like, this is it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. So halfway through the halfway ish through the movie, the movie stops um, because gremlins um, are messing with the movie like we're watching this movie in a theater and and the movie the movie stops because gremlins are in our actual theater like is what the movie wants you to think right yeah yeah um, <laughs> and then to get the gremlins to stop fucking with the reels hulk hogan threatens them and like looks back you know over our heads and over to the to the projectionist booth and mm-hmm. threatens the gremlins and then what I didn't like about that scene is that they they had him rip his shirt off and he couldn't see his anything below his shoulders. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, kind of a the waste. whole point. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, you can barely even see it. I don't know if that was pushing the the limits of the if, if male nipples were off limits or something. But an extra forty grand if he exposes his nipples on. <laughs> yeah, or maybe yeah, exactly. Maybe that was his 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 contract. Not his contract, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I found it's kind of my point earlier, like all of that could be really distracting if it wasn't just so um, built in to the mm-hmm. tone of the movie. Uh, but let's shift gears to kind of the, the horror stuff when we actually see the uh, other Mogwai. So one of the uh, water dispensers in the office goes haywire and spurts water on gizmo, of oh. course. He, he was like, he was like, uh oh, and like trying to move away from it. And didn't really move very much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he like didn't even move like, at oh, first, and oh. they kept getting closer. And yeah, we knew it was going to happen there. Um, and so then we meet. Um, I wrote these down somewhere. We meet um, George, Lenny, Mohawk, and Daffy. <laughs> yeah, Daffy. <laughs> four, four new Mogwai, which are certainly going to turn into the evil version of Mogwai, which we'll refer to as gremlins. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, once they started showing the gremlin transitions and then the hybrid gremlins, I mean, just what was your impression of all that stuff? I mean, might as well just go full gremlin and just do whatever you want at that point. I mean, they, yeah. so they had, so to back it up a little bit. They had a whole lab in the building. So they had like bats and monkeys and like whatever creatures. And so they started mixing the two together. It got, it got pretty ridiculous, but I liked it. I was like, why not go for it? If you're, I mean, it's already like a comedy at this point. So you might as well make them like super gremlins, have them be able to fly, inject them with sunscreen to protect them. Right. So then go outside. Like, I think the lab was called a splice of life. It was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was, 
not very well secured. Uh, Billy was able to sneak in there and rescue Gizmo pretty easily by just, you know, creating a diversion with some test monkeys. Yeah. Um, and there's like an elephant, you know, or a little baby like elephant or something walking by at one point. Um, the reason they were able to, con- this has a different effects artist from the first one, but they promised both the director of this movie and the effects artist, like that they could, they could create all new types of, of gremlins. They had, I think this had triple the budget of the original and, and Joe Dante, uh, was able to have complete creative control. Um, this feels like a movie that doesn't make a lot of compromises, which is usually a good thing, but it can, if you know, if you don't have the same taste as the person making it, mm-hmm. it might, you know, that could, it can also be a bad thing, of course. Um, but it's cool. I always like to see movies that are relatively pure, uh, artistic visions. And so that's why I think it's kind of a nice progression from the first one because he didn't just, he got to do something different. Um, Mm -hmm. and he had, he had declined for years after the first one was a success to make a sequel because he didn't, uh, want to do more of the same. So once they, uh, ponied up some extra well, money yeah. that and they tried to go to all these different directors and they're yeah. and then eventually they went back to him and he's like okay and yeah and they gave more money so that always helps but yeah they had some storylines that they were gonna have the gremlins invade vegas or go to mars mm-hmm. um which like I'll, leprechaun when they do I'll, leprechaun in space <laughs> yeah i'll watch any of those movies frankly um, <laughs> and uh yeah well let's i thought it'd be fun to uh pick our favorite gremlin because we have quite a diverse range of of gremlin characters gizmo doesn't count nope that's Um, fine oh well before we do that oh okay gizmo one versus gizmo two i think derek has a beef with this new version of gizmo let's not get too far into it but yeah the original gizmo is way well he's still the original gizmo he still is super cute but his new eye movements and stuff were so weird. Oh, that didn't bother me. Oh, I, mean, I, liked, his da- I liked his dancing. It, it, it took I, me. I don't know. His dancing was fine. His dancing. Yeah. But when he was, <laughs> so I forget, cute. somebody was feeding him something and his eyes just kept rolling and it was really creepy. It reminded me of like Small World After All, like mm. Ride in oh. Disneyland when it's just kind of like outdated technology <laughs> and the eyes are like going in every which way. Are you sure that wasn't Daffy? Speaking of, can we talk about our favorite gremlins? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I will say one thing. They did they did redo the the gizmo puppet so that they could quote unquote give him more emotion, but mm-hmm. sacrifice some of the lifelikeness. Cause they had he had a very limited range of motion and expressions in the first one. But then this one they kind of wanted him to do more. Uh, but it looks yeah, it looks uh, less realistic. I think the Gremlins, which yes, we are going to talk about, um, look even cooler in the second one. The green, the green guys. So yes, Ashley. Before you answer, <laughs> one more teaser. Let's play a clip uh, from one of the more talkative new Gremlins. One. Talk a little bit about what's going on in this room, because I think there are some fascinating ramifications here for the future. When you introduce genetic material of research quality to a life form <laughs> such as ours, which is possessed of a, a sort of, a, I hesitate to use the word, atavism, but let us say a highly aggressive nature. For example, that fellow over near the, um, 
I believe that's a common bat of the order Coroptera. <laughs> the only mammals, I might add, capable of true flaws. Do you know that trivia? Bats are the only mammals capable of flight. So, yeah. I did not know that. The brain he also sounds like our us. uncle Dick a little bit. Oh yeah, I was I was thinking Similar the voice. whole. That's true. I was thinking the whole time when we were listening to that clip that it should have been. It would have been cool if it was Jeff Goldblum. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Voicing that. Um, it's one of the dudes from the Odd Couple. Um, if that's if if Oliver's listening or anyone that would no. <laughs> know who that is, um, he's not Ashley. Yeah. Um, do you want to jump straight into your favorite one, or do you want to describe some of the choices, the options? I'll describe, and then I'll tell you my favorite. Okay. But before that, uh, Derek, I did like the first Gremlin or the first Gizmo better, but I thought the second one was still really cute. Just to. Go back to your thing. Um, okay. Wait, just what? kidding. Let's go. Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So there is, let's see, there's Daffy, who's like the really silly one, like take, takes off of Daffy Duck, just like kind of a mess. His eyes are always going all crazy. He's throwing food. He's pretty cute though. Um, and then there's Brain, who you just heard, Brainiac, makes sense, wears glasses, very sophisticated looking. Then there's Greta, who's the girl gremlin, which is really creepy. I don't like her very much. Um, let's see what other. Yeah. Okay. Then there's like the one that's mixed with a bat hybrid that flies outside during the day because it's injected with sunscreen. So it's fine. And then there's one. Don't that gets... just, uh, let's okay. Let's stop there. Cause I don't want you to just describe mine. Okay. Okay. So what's, what's your pick? So my pick is the goofy one. I'm going oh. Daffy. Yeah. He's just like fun and lovable. I mean, a monster. I mean, definitely a gremlin, but he's really cute too. So, well, so that's the one we get to see him. There's, you know, there's four Mogwai, which, which we described, or, you know, we listed out their names, but so we get to see the before and after for him. We don't know some of the other ones because they multiply once they're in gremlin mm -hmm. form. We don't know their Mogwai version. So Daffy's the one that, uh, uh, what's Phoebe her Keats name? Kate's. Home. Yeah, Kate's character takes home by accident, thinking her name's Gizmo. Kate to make it easy. Phoebe Kate's name's Kate. Yeah, yeah, it was easy. Um, and he he eats a lot of snacks. He squeezes Twinkies in Billy's face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he spurts all over him. Um, and yeah, he's just a troublemaker. So that's 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 gonna be your choice. Yeah, that's my choice. Guess what my choice is gonna be? Boogie woogie. What's that? It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie, oh. woogie. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you can one. feel it. You know, that one. Uh, so that's probably my number two choice. There's a gremlin who turns into pure electricity. Um, yep, so let's not talk about that one too much yet. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can uh, put a hold on that one. Um, there's the spider gremlin, which uh, later this year we'll be watching another movie where there's a climactic showdown with a spider creature um but mine is going to be the one i think that has some of the most impressive uh visual effects it has a bell pepper a chili <laughs> pepper and some other kind of produce growing out of its head because yeah. it, it it drinks the like the vegetable hybrid juice or whatever <laughs> the other oh, that's why that happened i was like why is yeah. he like a vegetable okay yeah, the well, it's, oh, that's what it is. He, um, the other ones are drinking like other animal DNA. He drinks the vegetable medley <laughs> DNA vial and grows. It, uh. it, because he um, has a cucumber growing out of his dome, he's able to hide in the uh, salad bar. 
<laughs> at the food court <laughs> so he can pop out of the the, the salad tray um and you know and eat more vegetables <laughs> yeah i i just thought that one i, I mean i it sounds like i'm joking which you know it is funny but i thought it looked really cool mm-hmm. um yeah well it sounds like uh derek wants to name his the energy no the electric gremlin yeah the one that's drinks some sort of serum and then they it turns into just an energy being and then it's it's trapped inside of an old school phone yeah that's pretty cool they're like there's a here's a here's a quote from the movie he's in the phone system on hold yeah he's just like (laughs) (laughs) it's a video phone so yeah you get to see like the it's some of the effects that I thought were cheesy, like, or that I remember I was worried were going to be more cheesy and, and dated. Um, maybe the bat gremlin that they use some kind of like um, uh, um, miniatures or something to capture, to capture that one um, looks a little, whenever they go outside, um, he's got the sun screen serum. So he's able to fly around outside. All oh, that looks a little uh, unrealistic. But I thought the way they did the effects for the electric one, um, which are have to be computer generated, were mm-hmm. pretty pretty clever. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, that would have definitely been my second choice. So good choice, Derek. Um, should we, while we're talking about that, should we talk about the ending, or do you want to? Are there any other kind of like fun gremlin moments that you want to mention before we kind of talk about how this movie wraps up? I can talk about, I, I just want to talk about his dance moves. Yeah. What are your favorite moments? <laughs> okay. So they get up. So the two scientists who are twin brothers, um, they're also in a couple other movies, but anyway, they are talking to the head scientist. Who's like the evil scientist. And they're like, yeah, he's like pretty cute. We found him. We think he's like, hi- like a hybrid with like a rat or something, a rodent. They're like, but we know he likes songs. He likes to dance and they open the cage. They put on jams and he's just jamming out and dancing and spinning around. He's so cute. Yeah, we should we should have that song queued up, but we don't. Um, (laughs) He like the (laughs) the uh, evil scientist is not um, amused, but the like the brother, the twin brothers are kind of like dancing with him. And and he's in the the scientist is asking like sort of a rhetorical question like, oh, he likes this song. And they're like, it's his favorite. (laughs) Is this it? Cute. Isn't it? That may be oh. genetic. We're not sure yet. Oh no, we're not no. sure. No, no, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, watch this, doctor. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm ready. I'm willing. And I'm able. So cute. I'm What dance style would you describe it as, Derek? Fifties. I don't know. Rockab- rockabilly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Gizmo has great moves. It took them five days to film that scene, so <laughs> it was worth it, Ashley. Um, it was definitely it was worth it. Of all the like insane like uh, shots with like a thousand gremlins in frame at once, this was the that was the longest scene <laughs> so they, for them to shoot in the whole movie. Well, I loved um, it. Worth it. Yeah, I agree. My favorite um, example of gremlin hijinks is when the secretary is taking a voice memo for Mr. Clamp. Um, and is it Clamp? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
He's an interesting villain, by the way, because he's not really evil. He's, he's a likable villain, yeah. Kind of a sociopath or like blinded by ambition, uh, like a like a just pure entrepreneur um, that doesn't <laughs> even really know like he's he's just clueless about human emotions mm-hmm. um but he's dictating a memo to his secretary and she reaches over for a um deli sandwich and one of the gremlins has put a mouse trap <laughs> with cheese in the middle of her sandwich so she bites down oh, on, wow. on a mouse trap yeah that was funny <laughs> what was this the description is secretary coffee Another oh. C word. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed uh, to be the mousetrap part. It's probably hard to, to translate to audio. Um, the other, probably the best kill in the movie, we got the blender scene in the first one, which is really memorable, mm-hmm. um, where a gremlin gets blended. What happens in this one that's that's one up, trying to one up that, Ashley? The paper shredder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even seem very uh, like phased by it. So no, again, he, sees yeah, the gremlin. Like, he's like, oh, like get off my tie. And he's like shoving it down in the paper shredder and like ooze and guts are coming out and all the green slimes everywhere. And he's just like, get off my tie. And he like pulls his tie away from him and just pr- and just finishes shredding him down the paper shredder. It's pretty cool. It's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost he's like kind of on the spectrum or something to where he's like very casual about about the goings on yeah and didn't uh, even phase also you know he does it he like has to put on a front that everything's cool with this his mm-hmm. fancy business building um yeah i thought that was pretty I, there was a point in this movie up up until that scene basically where technically uh, this one's rated pg-13 and the other one's pg but tonally this one feels so much mm-hmm. more playful and light but they do amp up kind of the 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 green gore and some of the like special effects throughout. Mm-hmm. So I felt like they had enough comic violence um, that was fun for my tastes. So. Did you like the video that they played? The like Which, end of the world video? Oh yeah. So once the gremlins are kind of taking over the building, they, the new, cause it's a media company. They put mm-hmm. on like a message for the end of mankind. <laughs> well, and that was based off of, so CNN had a video like that in case something like the end of the world was going to happen, they were going to play it. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, like, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. Well, the movie, why don't you describe how the movie wraps up? So the movie wraps up with, well, you want to talk about the very end of the electric electricity? Yeah. Okay. So basically they home the electricity from the electric gremlin and um, Billy's dad spraying the, all the gremlins down with water. It's his neighbor, by the way. <laughs> oh, whatever. His it's his neighbor. Yeah, oh, his yeah dad's, dad's not in the movie. Okay, so. so the neighbor is spraying down all the gremlins with water, and then they're like, "Okay, now!" And they get the electric gremlin out of the phone system, and he shocks and goes through all the different gremlins and kills almost all of them. Mm-hmm. They take him off hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Oh, here you go." Yeah. That was so crazy. That's a I didn't expect that. I didn't remember that scene at all. Yeah, it was clever. Um, it's it's cool because they like know they're taking a huge risk. They have one shot at this. They either make them multiply a, a thousand fold mm-hmm. or, you know, if it doesn't work or they kill them because they had a their other plan was to trick them into thinking it was nighttime and have them gather in the lobby and then uh, drop 
this banner that would that was like had a nighttime panorama uh, panorama on it <laughs> and then the sun would would melt them but it got cloudy at the worst yeah. possible time <laughs> uh, so <laughs> yeah so they had to go with plan b which was water and um riskier but it works except for like you said um your favorite the lady greta. yeah her name was greta by the way yeah huh um i read somewhere in the trading cards it's gremlina oh, okay <laughs> well in the imdb it's greta yeah but. yeah she looks like kind of um uh what's that pig from <laughs> from the uh yeah i don't know she looks kind of okay. like a yeah a famous oh, Miss pig. piggy miss piggy yeah oh that's easy okay yeah Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i thought it was a satisfying conclusion to a pretty fun ride mm-hmm. I, but, yeah yeah there's been rumors of a gremlins 3 for you know decades at this point and then uh, something that's already made and coming out later this year is a prequel animated series called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. Will you, one, do you want to see a Gremlins 3? And two, are you interested in a prequel? More of this mythology. If it wasn't animated, yes. Well, animated hater, huh? Well, only because I like seeing Gizmo, like, I don't know, as a little puppet. It's really, I don't I think he'll lose his cuteness being animated, but. We'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, by the way, all this baby Yoda hype, little derivative, little <laughs> derivative, <laughs> just saying. Interesting Throw, enough. Replace, replace baby Yoda with gizmo and you have, uh, infinitely better. You might have, uh, taken a little bit of my poem away from me, but that's okay. Oh shit. Well, speaking of, I think we're ready to move into Ashley's poetry corner. Boom, boom, boom. Poetry corner. All right. <clears throat> Okay, here's my poem about the movie. After Gizmo's home is torn down, he's discovered by a scientist and brought into town. He sang a little tune which alerted Billy and Kate and they helped him escape his experimental fate. Gizmo once again breaks one of the three rules and Al pops creepy gremlins with a new set of tools. There's Mohawk, who's the new spike, Brain, Daffy, and Greta, who I do not like. <laughs> creepy and cartoonish, these gremlins may be, but in the end, they'll be destroyed by one of their own through electricity. But let's not forget the best thing about this movie is Gizmo. He's sweet, can rock a headband, and likes to dance. He's also the fucking cutest thing you'll ever see, and that's including <laughs> Baby Yoda. Fight me. Oh. oh. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Wow. Those, aren't fire, like, those aren't firecrackers. Wow. Those, those are, are mousetraps. Yeah. I was like, that's also <laughs> mousetraps. Yeah. Uh, that was be- brilliant, Ashley. I yep. couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, Derek, Gizmo, or B. Yoda. <clears throat> don't don't put me on the spot. Oh here. no, really? They so both easy. have their they're both in separate universes. Let's just keep it that way. Oh man. I'll Fine. would you would you like to see a crossover event? If they both transferred universes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see them on screen at the same time. Obviously, yeah. Yoda has more powers, but Gizmo is more resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have the ability to multiply, and then they could have a billion gremlins and attack Yoda. It's true. Anyway, yeah. damn, this is <laughs> this this is going to start. We some... could have had a whole, yeah, a whole discussion just <laughs> on that one hypothetical, but uh, <sighs> alas, it's time to take a quick break from our discussion of Gremlins Two while we tune our dials to 
in our 94 new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what's happening this week back in 1990, starting with a hit tune. song you just heard was Bad of the Heart by George Lamond. Moving up five spots to number 40 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of June 22nd, 1990. Ashley, what in the heck is happening in news or pop culture this week? Well, someone you may or may not have heard of, Adam Sandler, joins Saturday Night Live. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. Woke up in the morning, <laughs> put on my new plastic glove. <laughs> Serve some reheated Salisbury steak with a little <laughs> slice of love. Uh. I got no clue what the chicken pot pie is made of. Okay, Adam. That's lunch lady, right? <laughs> yeah, that is the lunch lady. Um, so about the box office at Gremlins 2, do well? It did okay. So we cheated a little bit. Gremlins 2 actually came out last week um, at the same time as Dick Tracy, um, but we couldn't pass it up. So Dick Tracy is still at number one. Another new movie that we did pass up is RoboCop 2, which (laughs) seems like a disappointing debut, um, not even coming in at number one for a pretty high profile movie. Um, Total Recall hanging strong at number three and then down to number five we find gremlins to the new batch apparently a little too much competition maybe too much time had passed since the first one um a bit of a disappointment for the studio i'm sure but not a disappointment for us (laughs) well i think that's enough for the box office report this week now it's time for everyone's favorite segment on new release radio Rank the blank. What was that? That was my pew pew pew, but as a whisper. Oh. Ooh. I like a guitar riff. That was more guitar, yeah. Sweet. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, most disappointing sequel so to be clear um the criteria that i outlined explicitly for derek (laughs) so that he could ignore it is you have to it's not just like worst sequel ever you have to all of our lists each week are always very personal that's the whole point so it's about a calculus between how much you love the original in order to be let down by the second one you have to have really loved it. And you also had to think like that the second had to have reason to believe the second one would be good. Um, you know, if you thought it was just going to be terrible, you're probably not going to be as let down as much. So I don't need to explain how the word disappointment works. Um, Ashley, do we have yes. some honorable mentions that we did not pick before we give our choices? Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Robocop ah. 2. Grease 2, Speed 2, Cruise Control, which is absurd. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Blair Witch 2, The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Teen Wolf, 
two T O O. Zoolander mm. two, and to top it off, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I I I added that one at the end. That's a pretty strong contender in my opinion. Yeah. The final movie we watched for season one of new release, um, because of the eighty four tie in, obviously, and uh, yeah, not a good movie. Um, no. In uh, maybe I didn't love the first Wonder Woman as much as some people, but it was very good. Um, and the second one was <laughs> a pretty big letdown. I think but people Kristen had... Wiig was great. Uh, Come on. Great in a campy good. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was great. Good. The cheetah, when she turned into cheetah woman, things went off the rails. Yeah. Before that though. Yeah. So forget one of those that you said, because I forgot to remove it from the list after I picked it, Ashley. <laughs> Um, of course, we've got Gremlins 2, which when we were first picking this topic, um, I had it in my head that, that really it would be a stronger candidate than it is. I don't mean to spoil our rankings, but I don't think it's going to be close to the top because no. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> so, I liked it too. Yeah. So what's your choice? So my choice is Son of the Mask. Oh, yikes. Which... It got a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, did not include Jim Carrey or Cameron Diaz, now has like a Loki character played by Alan Cummings, where they like drop the mask. Somehow he's like, I don't want this anymore. And it goes back down to the earth and they like, it gets on a dog and the dog becomes animated. It's just like a, it's a disaster of a movie. It's terrible. Jamie Kennedy is the main character. He's not lovable. It's just, it's an awful movie. Is there a baby mask one? Yeah. No, it's, no, it's the same. It's the same. So a baby so gets it too. They all get the mask at one point yeah. or another and turn it. It's just, it's a very bad movie. And there's some like dance sequences that aren't like Jim Carrey had one, I think in the original mask that was lovable. Not, it was just, it's a bad movie. So yeah, it's a really delicate balance to pull off what Jim Carrey is doing in the first one. Like it's very disturbing. It could be almost a disturbing horror movie, like just mm -hmm. in terms of its look. And there's something, the lack of the, charisma discrepancy between Kennedy and Carrie yeah is such that I mean everything about this movie is inferior so yep um good call for me yeah um it's the other movie that inspired this list that came <laughs> out this weekend Robocop 2 I Robocop 1 is maybe my favorite action movie of all time it's directed by a the brilliant Paul Verhoeven, who uh, we talked about for the Total Recall episode. Um, it's got really biting satire. Um, it's got incredible violence and gore. It's got a killer soundtrack. It's got all these awesome like um, uh, video filters and effects. And it's just like, it's just perfect action. Um, the second one sort of uh, did some of the things that we were describing earlier, a bad sequel does. Like they tried to amp things up while at the same time sanitizing a lot of uh, mm -hmm. the, the hard edges off of the first one, like literally making it a PG-13 movie instead of a pretty gory R-rated movie the first time around. So the violence is gone. The, the cleverness is gone. You still get like a lot of the same beats, which if you just want more of the same, it's fine. It's maybe not like as bad as something like Son of the Mask, but the disappointment factor is high, Pretty high yeah. because I loved the first one so much. Um, so three might be even worse, but we're just talking about twos for this list. So yeah, RoboCop 2. They don't even play like the iconic 
uh, title music in the second one, as far as I can remember. They don't so, have the rights. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, do you have a choice for us? <laughs> I'm going to break the system. So, you know how there's a trilogy of Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah. After that trilogy is the next movie, which introduces a new character, which to me makes it a sequel to the trilogy. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. 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 Is this a Shia? Yes, it's the Shia Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Definitely, and, is, yeah, and it's bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. So Ooh. that's about all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, because of the uh, what's the second Indiana Jones? Isn't that the one we watched last year, Temple of Doom? Yep. Um, yeah, is that baby. the one we watched? So yeah, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I think that's um that's an example of the rare case where a sequel is well you know as well received or I guess like that everything in that trilogy, uh the first trilogy works and everything just, they've tried to do since then does not. <laughs> um, which I guess some, is just one movie. Uh, they twenty twenty two Indiana Jones five is coming out. That's what it's okay. called. Yeah, but. I'm glad Back to the Future stopped at three. All mm-hmm. three were perfect. We all know that. So okay. I think they should call we're the good. new one Indy 500. <laughs> I think they missed out on that yeah. already. <laughs> um, yeah, that reminded me of a possible contender for this, which I, I liked it too much, but Blade Runner 2049 um, is probably a pretty big disappointment for some people. Anyway, it sounds like um, Gremlins 2, last place. Yeah. We're all good with that. Yeah, that was actually um, a good sequel. Where do you where do you want to put Derek's choice, Ashley, since it's a bit of a stretch again? I mean, Drew, you do this as well. So I'm the only one that really plays by the rules. Let's oh, yeah. well, look at you. Um, I yeah, I guess Derek should probably be third. And then be between some of them asking Robocop, too, which so, are both. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say to determine I'm, I'm, I'm with you on Derek's being third, um, if not fifth. So out of four, <laughs> um, I think the way we can break or make the decision between ours is how much did you love the how much do you love the mask? Like, were you disappointed by Son of the Mask? Did you think it was going to be good? Well, the uh, mask was so good. Yeah, that's an inc- it's an incredible movie. So you would think that the second one would have like something that's still good. It just had nothing good in it at all. So from and, that standpoint, it's pretty disappointing. But knowing that Jim Carrey was going to be in it and like the main stars, you knew it wasn't going to be nearly as good as the first one yeah i mean i, I guess it's not I, I i think i think i'm leaning towards your choice to be fair i'm not trying to force yeah. my you know like reading of the situation on it um if i really wanted to make an argument it would be that all the signs were there that the second one was going to be terrible yeah. so you should have um lost all hope <laughs> before he watched it um but you know there's still a part of you that wanted to believe so we can reward that naivete with a first Woo! place winning 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 yeah. um and the clip that you're about to hear is not a clip from the movie it's a critic talking about the movie <laughs> oh good we don't want to hear the movie nope it's not worth guys it. what the fuck is this <laughs> i forgot this movie existed until someone recommended it to me and now my life is ruined son of the mask <laughs> is a huge bruh moment in the history of film. I put a poll on Twitter asking what movie I should cover and you guys chose this one. So, thanks. 
Ow. Not only is this movie a cringe-induced nightmare, it was a massive failure. Yeah, so yeah. It, yeah, so they put a ton of money into it and they didn't even come close to grossing as much as they put into it. And they only made $17 million in the US. And I think it spent like I think they spent over six figures on it. So oh shit. Bam. Yeah. Um how did the I mean to my point earlier, like the first one was lightning in a bottle, not to mention just Jim Carrey carrying right. the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It how how they expected it to be to work <laughs> is beyond either. me uh it's funny the uh that clip of the critic who sounds like sort of a youtube critic um mm-hmm. he is. reminded me that there's a scene in gremlins 2 of a movie critic that famously uh gave a negative review of the first one talking uh, giving that same review in gremlins 2 mm-hmm. and then which, he gets attacked by the gremlins yeah very meta <laughs> so Nice tie in there. Ashley wins. Son of the mask. Good job. You're Boo, back on top. Yay. <laughs> Congrats. Well, Thanks. it's almost time to sign off on New Release Radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Gremlins 2. But before we do, let's listen to a brand new track that debuted at number 67 on this week's Billboard Top 100. That was I didn't want to need you by heart. Now back to our future presentation. Ashley, what are people of the mall and the critical community saying about Gremlins 2? It's about a 50-50 split. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but this is the time where I will read one review by a critic and one review by a mall person. And you guys can tell me who wrote what. Are you wow. ready? What an easy description. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gremlins was darker and always on the verge of being a horror film. Gremlins 2 is more cheesy, more comedic, and sometimes hard to watch, i.e. the lady gremlin in scene. Hey. Gremlin- <laughs> two. Gremlins 2 focuses less on scares, but makes up for it with great effects, a hilarious story, and awesome supporting characters. Unless, well, this almost sounds like a trick. <laughs> what do you think, Derek? I'll let you go first. Wait, so... The criteria is that it has to be one or the other, right? Yeah, obviously. Okay, Ashley Ashley's she, thrown up she her. Just... She's thrown thrown up her arms like I'm not sure. What are the rules? She, she wrote both. What do you think, Joe? Okay, okay, I like that curveball. I mean, that's why I was gonna say it was a trick. I think she wrote number one, so I'll just go with that. Drew's right. I just wrote one. Ooh, second <laughs> was pretty pretty bland. Yeah, I did not write the second one. Yeah. Sorry, Derek. Good guess. Um, no, that was a, that was that was smart. I was thinking that she was going to play by the rules, but yeah, Derek knows better. you never know. Um, as for awards, it didn't win any, but it was nominated for a lot of Academy of Science Fiction for acting, directing, music, obviously special effects, but it did not win any awards, which is a bummer. Um, as far as recommending it, would you guys recommend it to a person in a mall? Hmm. Go watch oh. the first one. And then yeah. hopefully you don't take a shower and you're infected and, and bubble up. And then you have to leave the theater so you couldn't see the rest of the second one. Okay. Sounds like a lukewarm recommendation from <laughs> Derek, um, if at all. I would say, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, 
RoboCop 2 is playing. Skip that. See Gremlins. Um, see Total Recall if you haven't yet. But yeah, I I couldn't have been more pleasantly surprised by this. So it's actually one of my more, I mean, aside from Total Recall, one of my more full-throated recommendations in a while. Yeah, and I would also recommend it, especially if you're going to see it in theaters. Like this would be a cool theater. It was a cool theater experience and it would be for future people as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right. So on a scale of one to 90, how 90s is Gremlins 2, including music, wardrobe, actors, like Phoebe Cates, 90s tropes, etc. It's interesting. Yeah, there's the this six year gap between the first one and the second one. And I feel like it's trying to be pretty topical. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's like a year dated. Uh, some of the things I read that they're referencing, like Froyo and genetic testing and some of kind of like the, the satire, mm-hmm. it felt very topical. Um, we're seeing genetic splicing left and right at the mall. Um, <laughs> we're, we're seeing Froyo um, pop up everywhere. It's only a matter of time before Derek mistakenly um, tops a hot dog on a stick with, with Froyo and Yum. creates a new craze. So a good idea. I, I want to say, I mean, I want to say 70s at least. Yeah, I, it I think doesn't, it's yeah. pretty high as well. Yeah. I would agree with that. Especially, I mean, and like the futuristic, futuristic building, but a lot of that you can like, you could see now, like we could see in the nineties potentially. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it almost like is going for too futuristic of a vibe, but because of the way everything's broken and the way mm-hmm. like it's being, it's making fun of it. It does feel like something that they was aspirational, um, in, and kind of, a a satirical way. And their outfits are really nineties, like the tour guide outfits and stuff like the thing on their head and like the woman, like business suit that his manager is wearing. Like, I feel like that's very nineties as well. So So. for context, we have our, our top three, which are pretty hard to crack TMNT house party and pretty woman all in the eighties, um, with TMNT at 89. This is, if this is going to be in the seventies, it starts with side out at 75. Um, how in relation to that, what are you thinking? Um, I, it's hard because, so we did total recall at 77. Yep. Oh, this is tough. Definitely it not really higher is. than, definitely not higher than burn a wire, which is 79. Right. Um, Star power. I would either, I would probably, I might give it like a 74. I think it's lower than side mm. out. Yeah. So, side out was such a time capsule. Yeah. Like um, when else are you going to make a nineties beach movie? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm saying 74. I'm cool with that, Derek. Agreed. Okay. All right. Sweet. Well, that was easy. All right. So, what do we want to include <laughs> in the new release gift shop? I don't know. What could it be? What could it so be? Each week, we take something from the movie and we make it into something for our gift shop. So, we have a jar of tears from Crybaby, Red October bath bombs, still a stress ball with Derek's face on it, but there's only a few left. Um, yeah. and then some other things as well. So what should we include from this movie? It's weird that all the stress balls that are left in the store are just like permanently dented and, you know, <laughs> like have weird colors painted, you know, mustaches drawn on them. It's yeah. We have, we have some serious vandals. We got to get Goro to do a better Ooh, job. Yeah. What is he ripping, doing? He has like the four kids arms. arms off. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's an inside job. I'm Ooh. not saying I'm not saying it's one of us that's overstressing Derek's baseball, but um, <laughs> anyway, Derek's baseball. Um, 
this one seems too obvious, but like in what form factor and level of animatronicness do we want to sell Gizmo? Just a straight up plush. Okay. No, no movement or anything. Just a nice cuddly. I mean, we do have the ones growing on Derek's back too to consider. Uh, I was could thinking. Sell those. Yeah. I was thinking Gizmo for sure. But what if Gizmo had like was like a cassette player and you pop it open and then you can play songs off of him. Ooh, so like a plush cassette player? I had a, a mother goose gizmo. one that was a giant goose and you'd play nursery rhymes as a kid and I loved it. Well, so like his stomach is a uh, where you put the cassette maybe? Mm-hmm. And you just close it and then it plays like his little songs. Like Don't mm, play music after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Any dances, of course? If you, you can get the dancing version, but it costs a little bit more money. Mm, okay. Or you, I mean, I guess you just dance around him. Yeah. You pretend he's dancing as well. Yeah. And can you wear this around your neck? If you want to. Okay. He comes or with a headband, so. For you? Like to put him in your head? I think it maybe you could be matching. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, so that's like, You I get like a headband that. and then he gets a headband. So you can match okay. your outfits with him. With matching headbands. Let's get those into production stat. All right. Okay, Drew. So what's next week? Oh, my God. I... I kind Uh-oh. of forgot about this movie and I think I really like it, but it's basically Top Gun with race cars. Indy 500? Yeah. <laughs> me go, go, go! The speed. You're very quick. You gotta see me drive. Oh. Yes! The power. You want to control something Absolutely. Ashley, how hot and bothered are you for days of thunder? Well, it's like a billion degrees right now, so yeah. pretty hot in general. But yeah. I guess I'm ready for it. I've never well, we won't spoil it, but I well, who cares? I've never seen it, so we shall see. Maybe they should have called this one Cruise Control. Speaking of bad sequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, Derek, pumped for days of thunder. Yeah, what about baby? lightning? I sure. cannot wait to see Tig Notaro again in Days of Thunder. Yes, I don't know what that joke means. But if you like to find <laughs> out, then subscribe to the podcast by searching New release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley, take it away. Dude, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>